Hey everyone, before we get into the episode, just a couple quick notes. First off, make sure you're going to backinmyplay.com to check out the other stuff that we have besides the podcast. We have articles and videos that revolve around retro gaming. Latest article is the Back In My Play Approved Retro Gaming Products Part 1, where I'm pointing you towards the good stuff that's available if you're into retro gaming. There's so much garbage out there that's trying to cash in on retro gaming. I keep you away from that, point you towards the good stuff. Also, on June 7th, I'm going to be doing the first Back in My Play meetup in Cambridge, Massachusetts. So if you're in the area and you want to hang out and talk about old video games for a little bit, mark that date on your calendar. I know we already have a couple people that mentioned they will be in the area, uh, so I hope you can join us as well. But without further ado, here is the episode. Again, don't forget to check out at Back in My Play and at Kevin Larby on Twitter for those updates. And hope to see you there on June 7th. Take care. to back in my play this is episode number 27 for this episode we're going to be talking about Mega Man 3 on the Nintendo Entertainment System and also on that beautiful Japanese Famicom out in the east my name is Kevin Larrabee and along with me first off our special guest as we continue to just dive deep into the player one cast we got (laughs) Phil Theobald from San Francisco from beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, the city of angels, California, glamorous Hollywood, folks. Mm, la, la, For some la. reason, Kevin really, really wants me to live in L.A. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm up in San Francisco. I'm you're, sorry. You're, I mean, it's the beautiful bay. It, it's the city by the bay. It's the city that never sleeps. It's the city so nice. They named it just the once. And it always smells like pee. Great. Uh, I know the homeless have a great uh, standing in San Francisco. and They really do. Speaking of homeless, someone that is in a car right now, Josh Hillier. <laughs> Josh, how you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, I have a pro tip for everybody. If you want to defeat Josh Man in the new Mega Man game that's coming out, what you need is a pepperoni pizza. Throw that mm. at his feet and watch him become distracted. Fire away. Mm. Great. Uh, and Josh is literally in a car, so it's not because he is without a home. He's just not in it. Uh, I'm practicing for when I eventually am homeless. Okay, uh, great. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be coming back with the history of Mega Man 3. So stick around listen to some awesome music.
All right, we're back to talk about the history of Mega Man 3, and we're going to start off with the release date. It came out in September 28th, 1990 in Japan, and then just a couple months later in the fall, 1990 in the United States. It was developed and published by Capcom, and there are some interesting notes with the game itself in terms of its development history. This is a little bit, but I think it's important, so I'm going to dump it in real quick. Uh, development on Mega Man 3 began at, uh, at Capcom over a year after the release of Mega Man 2. The lead supervisor for the first two games quit his job at the company during that gap of time. Artist Kenji Inafune credited credited as an NF King uh, in the games as they did not use the actual names in the credits, uh, considered Mega Man 3 as one of his least favorite entries in the series due to, quote, what went into the game and what was behind the release of the game. Uh, he had, quote, uh, present notions about successful development because of the team's good experience with Mega Man 2 and found that his new superior quote, didn't really understand Mega Man the way his predecessors did. During the game's production, the developers lost the main planner, so Inafune had to take over that job for its completion. Inafune recalled the final two months of the development as particularly turbulent when he had to take responsibility for assigning and dividing up tasks among the team members who are not meeting deadlines. The team was forced to put Mega Man 3 on the market before they thought it was ready. Inafune concluded, quote, I knew that if we had more time to polish it, we could do a lot of things better, make it a better game, but the company said that we needed to release it. The whole environment behind uh, what went into the production of the game is what I least favored. Numbers one and two, I really wanted to make the games. I was so excited about them. Number three, it just turned uh, turned very different. So this is this is part of the conversation that we'll get into in a little bit Mega Man 2 versus Mega Man 3 Inafune uh, is probably going to be on the side of Mega Man 2 as uh, the development was not uh, super enjoyable for him let me say this also it's pretty interesting how this sort of foreshadowed what would come with the future of Capcom's management and um, Mm. its developers all running away over time Mm -hmm. Um, that already, this is we're talking about the late 80s, early 1990s. Um, he's talking about his superiors not understanding what Mega Man was supposed to be. <laughs> that would never happen again. Come on. No, no, not 15 years <laughs> later or anything. Well, it was yeah. on that yearly release schedule uh, for literally every Mega Man, and even later in the series, it was coming out like every 10 months as you mm-hmm. got into yeah. four, five, and six. So. I can understand where he's coming from. And, uh, you know, he's probably right. There are some problems with the game that we'll get into in a little bit. But they did make some additions from Mega Man 2, specifically the slide mechanic, uh, Rush the Dog, who had some special abilities, and then also Proto Man in the United States or Break Man in Japan. I don't know why they would call him uh, Break Man. That might just be a not understanding what break really is in English, but... Um, Proto Man at least sounds cooler. I think, uh, yeah, he's always sort of hopping on one leg, you know? Yeah. So I think maybe Break Man is sort of a nod to break dancing. Hmm. Good be. Yeah, sure. I'll take it. Um, it uh, Mega Man 3 had uh, issue number 20's cover for Nintendo Power, where him and Rush the Dog are very excited to be going back to Wily's Castle. Uh, and there was a nice... <laughs> Uh, big, I think it was a, in, in total, a 10-page 
uh, feature inside Nintendo Power with some help on how to uh, get your way through Mega Man 3. And if you go, if you want to have a good laugh, <laughs> go to Google <laughs> Image Search and type in Nintendo Power issue 20 cover and look at the facial expressions of Mega Man and Rush. They clearly, <laughs> whoever did the cover for that, uh, might have just been messing with the people in the magazine. So I think it was uh, uh, Gail Tilden who was running Nintendo Power at the time. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, uh, there might be some legal concerns about, yeah. Anyways, cover. Uh, it also featured a, uh, and this is, you knew the issue was thin because on the cover, it said that it included a poster for Bart Simpsons versus the Space Mutants. Mm. That was one of the mm. bullet points of like, That's hey, right. we get a great poster this month. It's not, you know, it's not going to be something stupid like, uh, you know, stunt rates FX, although it was farly, uh, much farther than that. But it's going to be. Clash at Demon Head. Sure. It's going to be a good, <laughs> this is a licensed brand of Bart Simpsons versus the Space Mutants, which uh, the game itself would be later reused for uh, another title as well. And there are so many ways to play this. We talk about, you know, sometimes when games come out on virtual console and things like that. But you can play this on your your Wii, your Wii U, your 3DS or your 2DS. You also have the option of going to the uh, PlayStation Network where they have Mega Man 1 through 4 in the awesome Mega Man Collection series that was released in Japan. But they brought that over to the United States uh, as separate releases. They actually released a disc version of Mega Man 1 two, three, and four, five, and six, all separately. And there is the compilation of, or the collections of the PS2, on the PS2, Xbox, and the GameCube. So this is something that Capcom hasn't been afraid to uh, constantly bring back out. <laughs> and if you just look at the franchise in general, like there are uh, up to three Battle Network games coming out at a time. When you think Pokemon Red and Blue, they actually had uh, three versions of a single battle network game uh, for Mega Man. And that's just due to the fact that how popular the series is, not really in America, but it is still super popular in Japan. Everything that comes out with Rockman over there uh, sells a crap ton of copies. Yeah. Can now, you, guys uh, about the, uh, you go first. Oh, yes. Well, I, w I was just going to be uh, that guy for a minute. And uh, can, I, can I make a slight correction? To to an earlier statement, absolutely, no. please. Proto Man, I'm I'm kind of a Mega Man nerd. I don't know if you yeah. guys knew this or not. Yeah, uh, Proto Man uh, in Japan, or the the Break Man moniker is is used as an alias in this particular game. Ah, uh, but his uh, in Japan, uh, Proto Man is known as Blues. Oh, uh, that's right. Yes, hmm. that's right. Yeah, and that's what uh, you know during that. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into this, but when you get to that uh, stage where you fight just Proto Man by himself, mm -hmm. and uh, he's re actually referred to as Breakman on the screen, that's uh, yeah, that's it's like a an alias that he uses for some probably plot related reason. That's I was going to say, is there any reason for him to have an alias? Uh, um, Japanese game development. I, yeah, I, I'm they, they, sure. everyone has eight different aliases in games in Japan. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, back in the NES days, there may have been elaborate stories for these games in Japan that are explained in the manuals. And then when they release the game over here, those get either 
ignored completely or rewritten to the point where it's not even the same story mm-hmm. anymore. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, what Capcom did to uh, the original Mega Man game when they when they brought the uh, first Rockman game over no. here. They uh, the the plot was something along the lines of uh, it it took place in a a city called Monsteropolis. And uh, Dr. Wily had stolen all these robots and, you know, it, 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 certain elements obviously were the same, but, uh, you know, it, 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 there was this Monsteropolis setting that was never acknowledged again. So <laughs> we don't, you know, who knows? So, so I wonder if there were supposed to be enemies that weren't just, you know, robots or whatever, like with the whole idea of monsters or whatever. You know what? I, I'm going to guess that that was just Capcom USA hmm. not caring yeah. what they were what they were writing. I mean, you we all know the Mega Man 1 box art hmm. and how it was just not a <laughs> it wasn't really a concern of theirs. Even even the, you know, the, the covers for two and three are kind of crap. So, oh, yeah, for sure. And if if we're going to be serious and, and really discuss this stuff, I think we should only use the animated series as canon. It <laughs> um, actually, no, I'm going to be real. I, th- I thought the Mega Man cartoon, I remember that being fantastic when I was a kid growing up. I'm serious. I don't remember anything about no. it. I watched no. all the cartoons, but I don't remember anything it had, about it. It was based off Mega Man 3. Okay. And then there's, a, there, there's an age gap here between uh, <laughs> you gents and myself. Um I was uh, I was a bit older uh, than you when that cartoon came on. I, I think I was I was probably in high school, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, was it garbage? Do we know what years it was on? Yeah, it was on from. Uh, sorry, I'm pulling on uh, 1994 to 1995. Okay. Oh, geez. So I actually was just out of high school. I'm old. I'm wicked old. Uh, yes, yeah, so I was about a year out of high school. I graduated in 93. But, uh, you know, I still watched cartoons. You know, I I, I, I was a nerd back then as well. I mean, it's a Mega uh, Man cartoon for crying out loud. Yeah, and I, it was a Mega Man cartoon. I was stoked about it. And, um, and actually, you know what? If, if I can... You you listen to the later one podcast. You know I go off on little tangents every now and again. If I may go off on a little tangent for a moment, uh, I'd be honored. Back in oh oh, you're sweet. <laughs> back in the uh, back in the mid '90s, I was working at a video game store called Babbage's. Uh, nowadays, it's known as GameStop, and uh, I would take that position as an excuse to get a pass to go to CES, mm. which was where you went to see all the new video game stuff because there was no E3 at that point. And I lived in Illinois at the time. There was uh, the summer CES was always in Chicago. So nice and easy for me to get there. And, uh, you know, it must have been uh, probably the 93 CES, uh, you know, just like the year before the cartoon started, uh, Capcom had their booth there showing off whatever new games they had. And they also had a TV running a demo of uh, the upcoming Mega Man animated series. Mm-hmm. And I was super stoked about it. And they had the, just like a little, you know, three minute 
sort of demo animation running, and it looked amazing. It was uh, just uh, like anime style. Mm-hmm. It was actually like Japanese animation. Uh, the character design uh, was pretty much dead on to what you would see on the Japanese box arts at the time, you know, where Mega Man was kind of looked like Astro Boy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just really just gorgeous animation and everything. I got super hyped about it. A year later, the actual cartoon starts, and it's uh, yeah, it's not anime-styled at all. Uh, Mega Man, instead of looking like Mega Man, he's all buff and muscular and and rolls like this. Yeah, skinny, large-breasted uh, mm. chick and rushes freaking Scooby-Doo, complete with the voice and everything. I was very disappointed, and uh, but strangely enough, if you watch the intro to the uh, the U.S. Mega Man cartoon, there is like a second, if that long, of animation from that original demo reel still in there. There's a, a shot where the little uh, flying bird robots are zooming past and they're dropping their egg bombs. Wouldn't that look kind of awkward, though, the difference it, in animation styles? If well, you know, the, the it, it goes by so quickly and but, you, you know, it's or most people, yeah, you wouldn't notice um, because you're not seeing any of the actual main characters. You know, you're just seeing those little bird robots and like a city background and it does shoot by so quickly that yeah unless you saw that original footage you probably would not notice any difference mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it is there but yes i was i was very excited about that cartoon and and you know this is again coming from a, a 19 year old uh i was very disappointed in it did the, to, to the um, hmm? did the anime style show end up airing in japan or was that just uh, scrapped altogether? Do you know that that uh, it it certainly didn't end up airing. Uh, they didn't go to a regular series or anything with that. Um, you know that clearly must have been just like some test animation, just kind of a hey, here's what we're thinking of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, over in Japan, they did have a you know it wasn't really a series. It was like three specials uh, that for a while was actually available uh, to buy here in the U.S. Um, there was a, a actually there was a dub uh, done a few years back of uh, it, the and it's it's very weird it's these three uh, maybe half hour hour long specials where it's Mega Man and the premise is he somehow comes out of his Famicom game into the real world and takes these uh, couple of kids around Japan, teaching them about Japanese culture. Huh. <laughs> um, in, in English? Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's weird. I have no idea what uh, the original purpose of these were for. If I, I remember kind of looking them up uh, back when it was first released, and it, it does seem like these specials were made for an English speaking audience. Uh, I don't know if, you know, I don't, I can't imagine it was, uh, you know, U S citizens. I, maybe it was a uh, Canadian, you know, sure. m- made for Canadians or something, but, uh, 
Yeah, it was uh, it, it just like a basically a, a almost like a, a travel log. Hmm. That's about really Japan. bizarre. It is. But... It's crazy. Um, like, so you're thinking about going to Japan? Uh, here, watch watch <laughs> Rockman. He'll he'll tell yeah. you all about it. Yeah, and you know, Doctor Wiley bursts out of the television and runs off to Mount Fuji or something, and mm-hmm. Mega Man's like, "Oh, here, let's go!" And I bet we'll see a lot of Japanese landmarks along the way. Or, hey, let's talk about Japanese holidays. You know, <laughs> it's here's what happens on Children's Day. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, and I, I I just looked it up. Uh, the the name of the DVD that was released over here is uh, Mega Man Upon a Star. Great. I seem to remember it was on streaming services ages ago, and apparently it is way out of print, and <laughs> judging from the uh, used copies on Amazon, worth a lot of money these days. Well, thankfully so. for YouTube, you can just make copies of everything over and over and over again, and there's no legal ramifications. So you can just uh, go to the internet <laughs> on either YouTube or uh, on SanFranciscoBay.com. No, it's something else. It's something like that. <laughs> but, uh, Ahoy, me hearties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Man, Mega Man, yeah. I, it sounds like Japan. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. At the very least, and I believe uh, 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 fellow player one podcaster Chris Johnston, CJ uh, pointed this out to me not too long ago. Apparently, they are re-releasing the uh, the U.S. Uh, Mega Man series on DVD very soon. Nice. So, <laughs> so if you uh, if you want to relive those memories, um, your chance. I'll think about it. <laughs> I think about it. I mean, like I said, I'm just going by a quick search on Google. It looks like those episodes are up on YouTube as well. Oh, good. Uh, so if you don't want to, if you can't wait for the release of the DVD set, <laughs> you can. But of course, you're going to need to own it just to complete the collection. You can always uh, do that. Um, if you um, if you search, if you go to Amazon and you search for Mega Man DVD series. Um, the mm-hmm. first thing that you get is a romance novel called The Many Sins of Lord Cameron. Oh, geez. All right. <laughs> I think we're, I think we need a music break. All right. Uh, I'm going to take some, an executive order and uh, put in some more Mega Man 3 music. We're going to be right back with our history and memories of Mega Man 3. So stick around. We'll be right back. back to 1990 or maybe a little bit later if it didn't show up in your rental shop just yet and we're here to talk about our history and memories of Mega Man 3 so we're going to get right into it and as always I'm going to toss it off to our guest of honor first so Phil when was the first time you uh, got interested in Mega Man 3 were you into the series beforehand and when did you get your hands on it I was indeed 
a mega fan when <laughs> Mega Man 3 was thank yeah when yeah. it was released um I I actually got into the series with the the first game uh, a friend of mine had the original game I borrowed it from him at one point uh because that's what you did with games back then back when the, there was no threat of uh not being able to borrow each other's games hmm. and uh yeah got hooked on the game uh picked up Mega Man 2 when it was first released and same deal with this uh you know fall 1990 rolls around uh i had my mom uh drive me over to the mall you know i had been calling babbages nearly every day bugging them about did you guys get mega man 3 yet did you get mega man 3 yet finally one day they said yes and then it was mom get in the car we got to go to the store and we went so over there i picked it up and boom you weren't experiencing any franchise fatigue at this point because it was like the third and three years right yeah but you know what uh I really liked the first game a lot. Uh-huh. I friggin' loved the second game. So, you know, and, and, you know, I was, you know, 1990, I was what, 15, 16, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I was still just super enthused about games. I didn't have that sort of fatigue cynicism that, uh, that, that rears its ugly head in uh my uh sunset years here <laughs> but uh now i was just i was hyped for more i i was just anxiously awaiting it so well, yeah the, I, I grabbed it came home and just played the hell out of it and for people out there that don't remember this was at a time before release dates when they're you know you knew you could <laughs> show up on november 10th to pick up your new copy of Mega Man, like that was, uh, and we'll we'll talk about uh, console wars later. But you know, Sonic Two was really the very first game to get air shipped in to make mm-hmm. sure that it had a specific release day. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just kind of waiting for the truck to show up, like you said, fill out your local Babbage's or uh, like your elect- electronics boutique um, yep. to to pick up your game. So you got Mega Man 3, you got your copy, you obviously rushed home to go play it. And what were your <laughs> thoughts coming off of Mega Man 2? Rushed home. Nice. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I get you. I get a whole whiteboard full of stuff I can use tonight. So. <laughs> you headed home oh. proto, man. I mean, pronto, man. <laughs> Jesus. All right. How can I work blue bomber into this conversation? Uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, I I dug it. I I I really enjoyed it. I didn't think it was as good as Mega Man Two. Uh, just I I liked the uh, the music a bit better in Mega Man Two. I liked the uh, kind of brighter graphics in Mega Man Two, but I still really dug uh, the the new uh, stuff like the slide. I thought was fantastic. I loved. The idea of Rush mm-hmm. uh, was just, uh, you know, the Mega Man 2 had, I mean, the first game had a, a special item, but uh, Mega Man 2 really kind of added to that with the three different items you could use to, you know, scale walls and stuff like that. But uh, just by assigning that to the 
dog character. I thought, you know, just it obviously adds a lot of personality and and was just more fun to use. So, yeah, I I thought it was great. I liked uh, the the whole proto man, you know, this, who's this mysterious guy who keeps showing up to fight you and mm. things like that. So yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I I had a blast with it back then. Were you influenced by? Nintendo Power or EGM or whatever uh, was out at the time to were you just kind of digesting as much info as possible or was it just like already predetermined like all right I like Mega Man 2 I'm just gonna as soon as I see something that is Mega Man whatever I'm gonna pick it up yeah you know at, at that point Mega Man uh, 2 had sold me on it so well that it was like okay that game like I said I, I loved the first game mm-hmm. when I I played my friend's copy but i it it wasn't to the point where i had to have my own copy of the first mega man game because yeah it's it's you obviously know how it was back then when you're younger and maybe not working a job or something you can't buy every game you want you have to Mm -hmm. borrow a friend's or rent it or something so yeah i borrowed my friend's copy of mega man and beat it and it was like okay well i don't need to waste a Christmas present on getting this game. I'll, I can just get number two. But uh, yeah, I loved two so much that it actually made me want to go back and get my own copy of the first game. And it was like, yeah, three's coming out. Okay. I hope they do a four, mm-hmm. you know, and the, it sort of turned into a, be careful what you wish for, but, <laughs> but, but I actually still had fun with the series all the way through. Phil, do you remember which boss you took on first? Did Ooh, you have one that you were like, Oh, this guy looks interesting. You know what I'm, and I'm trying to remember because, uh, you know, despite sort of knowing that yes, I'm a fan of this series now, I still, you know, just devoured any coverage of it. Like the the Nintendo mm-hmm. Power issue you were talking about is something I probably read 50 times before I got my copy of the game, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm trying to remember if the 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 preview in that magazine sort of gives you an idea of maybe who to fight first because i mean i i don't specifically remember who i took on first but i i want to say that i was correct by taking on top man first but i don't know if if that was actually the case see the guy be you go top or snake first like that's what you gotta do yeah yeah uh, th- Unless you find one of the other names to be more amusing than those two. Yeah. <laughs> well, S- Snake Man is the coolest boss in the game. Yeah, well, that level's cool. Yeah, no, every, yeah, it, it really is. He's a big boss. Get it? Solid Snake. Make a, mm. make gears. Okay, we yeah. can't keep oh, doing this all night. Um, all right, so... Another classic uh, Konami game. Yeah. Uh, you know what I was confused like... by? <laughs> uh, are you doing the Konami Capcom thing? I, uh... I was doing the Konami Capcom yeah. thing. Sorry, I should have kept it going instead of calling you out. Oh, no, it's it. okay. Um, I think it's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so, Hard Man. Yes. Every, every time... You know, I'm wondering why he's not like some 1950s like stereotype of like when men were were more rigid and didn't have emotions and things like that. Mm-hmm. Instead of yeah. what he actually is. You're you're thinking of something different than what I was thinking. He looks like keg, yeah. keg man. He looks like a like a beer keg. <laughs> I mean seriously, like that's <laughs> really a, does. looking yeah. at him today like um, maybe that's more appropriate. He just looks like a big yeah. fat piece of armor. Um, yeah. keg keg man, yeah. So that's going to be coming out in Mighty Number no. Nine. You're welcome. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're still in need of names for, for enemies and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Josh, how about you? When was the first time you got your hands on Mega Man 3? And were, I, I can't remember if we talked about this on Mega Man 2's episode, but were you uh, all about Mega Man 2 and going right into 3, like not being able to wait for it? Yes, yes, yes. So um, on the Mega Man 2 episode, I remember talking about how I convinced my aunt to let me get it, even though it was way more expensive than Mega Man 1. Um, because Mega Man 2 had just come out, so it was $50 or $55 or whatever price, whereas Mega Man 1 was on sale. So I had eventually gotten Mega Man 1 at some point throughout the next year, so I played them out of order, if I remember correctly. But anyway, Mega Man 3 came out, and I was like, Mom, I really, really want to play Mega Man 3. And this is why I asked you about the franchise fatigue thing, Phil. Um, it actually wasn't uh, a nod to sort of the... Um, cynical journalist uh, side that that we all <laughs> sort of developed over time. Um, it was actually because my mom, who is uh, a very smart person um, and, and is very artistic. She says so she's very into art and, you know, not like, well, big business, that sort of thing. So anyway, she she was like, you know, they just put one of these out last year and there was one the year before. Uh, you don't need to play this one. Oh, and so like man. I had to battle to play Mega Man Three. <laughs> it, it was I was like not allowed. I mean, it wasn't like a big deal. It wasn't like I was explicitly told you will never play this game, but they wouldn't buy it for right. me. So I had to just rent it um, a couple oh. of times, and I was really upset about that. That I never yeah. got to own Mega Man Three, but they thought that they mm. were sort of churning them out, and there might be some quality control or something like that. Some issues. Mm at stake so anyway yeah that, that's how i was raised so you can kind of but, see how i ended up being the person i am but uh, they they actually were concerned about the uh, declining quality as opposed to just we just spent 50 bucks on this not even a year ago why are we going to spend another 50 now yeah, the idea, was, they didn't. They knew that I was going to keep wanting video games. Like, they understood that it was, you know, like, well, somebody who really likes books or movies is going to want to watch more movies or read more books over time. Um, right. Imagine it, if it they was, were just like, oh, no, you don't need to see Back to the Future 2, or you don't need to see Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> that would be the worst. <laughs> no, you, you, you've already seen this one before. It's yeah. just going to be the same thing. Doc same Brown's just going to be in his DeLorean doing shit. So no. <laughs> <laughs> That would be devastating. Yeah. yeah her, her argument was that, what, no, like if they're doing it this frequently, mm-hmm. they're just sort of milking kids. Well, sort of. it, it's just parents just didn't get it back then. Right. And, you know, even today, they're, the kids today are just saying like, you know, mom, I need that new Madden or I need that new uh, Call of Duty. But, oh, well, can't you just play the one that you already have? It's the same game, but it just has like a two or it says Modern Warfare instead of... Uh, ghosts on it so yeah it's it's been tried and true uh will smith said it best and i I don't think there's a lot of debate you know parents just don't understand Mm. Mm -hmm. i thought you were gonna talk about how wild the west was no that's uh that's gonna be in our our kenneth brogna episode that we're gonna be doing good That's going to be coming up soon uh, when we do our movie spinoff uh, podcast. Um, so, Josh, you got it. So, I yeah, mean, so I got you to got rent to, it a few times. So, yeah. I mean, did you like it? What, what, how did you compare yeah. it to Mega Man 2 back then? Um, back then, I 
I felt like it was like it was a fine worthy sequel. I wasn't blown away. Hmm. You know, I mean, it's not like the jump that you get from Mario two to Mario three or something like that. Hmm. Um, but I was impressed, and I certainly appreciated um, the addition of a sidekick. Like I, I, I've always eaten that kind of stuff up. So I really liked adding some of those abilities. I like what Phil was talking about with Rush. Um, so I mean, you know, it was still very much part of the formula. Like, okay, well, I'm going to take on these bosses. But there was a little bit more creativity in the bosses, I thought, and even in their stages. So, I mean, I liked it. I could have kept... I would have played a Mega Man game every three to six months if they would have let me. Mm. They being Capcom, Konami, and my parents. (laughs) Well, I think it's fun that... Or it's funny that we're all... It's really tough talking about this game because you almost get so spoiled when you play Mega Man 2 first. And uh, it's really hard to come into this game where it's more, it should be more of the same, but with extra and better. And when I, I never owned any Mega Man game and uh, I went straight from two to three, I didn't play one until like I got into emulation and things like that in high school. So I just never even touched that. But when it came to Mega Man three, I just thought it was way too hard because I, for some reason, I didn't have the foresight to to look at Nintendo Power to go through or to at least find out, you know, what is the boss order? Because in Mega Man 2, I just instinctively would always go to Metal Man stage and you can basically use his weapon to kill everyone in the rest of the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where for Mega Man 3, I found it to be super hard. So I rented it once and then never got it again because it just was like, I, I don't even think I, I might have beaten one or two of the bosses, but... This is, I probably rented it around 91, so I was also five years old, or maybe even six years old. It would have been the time before I got a Super Nintendo. So it sure. it wasn't like I was, uh, maybe, I just wasn't, you know, developed enough to be able to get through that game. Do you remember um, which boss you took on that made you feel like the game was so hard? It was probably Snake Man, because I always used to start, like, mm. uh, like even when I play... I go clockwise um, mm-hmm. when even when I was trying mm-hmm. to go through like Mega Man 9 and stuff like that. And even like that, I gave up way too early because I just thought, you know, I just didn't know. It wasn't familiar. Like I, I think of Mega Man 2 like Back to the Future. I know exactly what's going to happen. I've seen that movie 150 times, but I still like watching it to just relive the memories of that game. So that that's what I ran into. So I, I kind of left that on the shelf and I went to the rental shop and didn't really think about it much. But then I, I mentioned this on the show before, uh, Mega Man three was available in the scholastic book order at my, you know, at school. So really, yeah. And it was, they, they had every, I remember this very vividly every, uh, month they would do this classic book order. There was always two pieces of computer software. This is also how I got access to Sim City for the first time in my life. And oh, wow. that uh, makes sense for it to be in the scholastic book order. I, yeah. I, I know Mega Man 3 was, I don't know why it was in there, but I, I can at least lock down the date because I remember playing this on our 386 while, uh, before my parents got divorced. So this is before, uh, the age of, eight or probably at the worst second grade. So that would have been, uh, 1994 and the game itself, 
is obviously uh, developed, or not obviously, but it was developed by High Tech Expressions. Um, and we also got another High Tech Expressions game through there. It was like a rollerblading game, but we ended up getting like a bunch of PC software through the Scholastic mm. Book Order just because, I don't know, like my parents could justify it a little bit better since it was it was through that and it was probably cheap as hell. But the uh, the game itself, and I was able to do some research before the show so you guys can get a little bit of a better idea of what this piece of crap is. Uh, on the box, it actually, their tagline is, it's three times the thrills, three times the action, three times the fun, it's Mega Man 3. Uh, and this is the like the the page, the story. Uh, legions of once peaceful robots have been mysteriously transformed into a horde of humanity-hating berserk droids. Nobody is safe, least of all Mega Man. Armed with every android annihilator ever invented, they're determined to reduce the super-powered cyborg into a heap of radioactive waste. Why is he radioactive? I don't know. Maybe he has some kind of special core. Um, Why is he a cyborg? No, well, this is high-tech expressions. They're yeah. just, they kind of think outside the box. So uh, can our hero outfight, outwit, and quote, out-robot the robots? Will Mega Man pulverize the powerful <laughs> robot maniacs, or will he melt down? It's all up to you as you join the battle in Mega Man 3, the robots are revolting. So it actually had a subtitle uh, for the PC version or the DOS wow. version. So The ambition. They just came out firing. Well, here's the deal. Yeah. Um, you know the robots that are in Mega Man 3. The, uh, the mm-hmm. robots in Mega Man 3 on DOS, a little different. Um, so <laughs> it's, uh, let's just go into this real quick. Uh, all 32 of the robots, uh, or all the robots have 32 health points and take eight units of damage uh, from their main weaknesses. As such, they will each be killed by their weakness in four hits. So it's eight shots with a regular blaster, four shots with whatever they're weak against. And these were the, okay, these were the, these were the character names. Uh, Bitman, uh, B-I-T mm. man, all right? Uh, Shark man uh, with his weapon, Shark Boomerang. Uh, Wave man. Oil man, uh, where, you're, where you're on like an oil tanker, or not an oil tanker, like an oil rig. Um, mm. Bla- He's not just like some Texan with a big mustache? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Blade man and Torch man. So this game has absolutely nothing to do with the original Mega Man 3 uh, to the point, except Wave Man is some, uh, for some reason, like you have a weird version of. Uh, Airman as Waveman in the game. And uh, the game has absolutely, uh, I think there is actually no music in it. And Mega Man uh, physically swims, (laughs) as you can see by, uh, I think, yeah, I posted it in our outline. So you guys can see what Mega Man 3 on DOS looks like. It looks nothing like the original Mega Man except for the life bar. That's pretty much the only thing that is the same. And uh, even the, uh, I mean, the box art is just great because Always high-tech expression software is buy to get one free via mail and order. Um, mm-hmm. Just showcasing the quality of the garbage on there. So uh, <laughs> after I played that, I guess I didn't really play a lot of Mega Man 3 later on. And then we got rid of the discs when we upgraded to a Packard Bell with a Pentium Ooh. 100 that had a CD-ROM drive in it. So I didn't need all this DOS diskette crap. We were playing uh, Encarta CD-ROMs from here on out. So, uh, and the the long and short of it well, is, uh, 
let me just point out though, for those who can't see this picture, Kevin, uh, I just yeah. think that they need to, we need to describe it to them a little bit. Yeah, go for it. So um, Mega Man. So you think, okay, he's underwater and he's swimming. That means it's probably like Sonic or Mario or whatever. Um, no, like he's he's just like straight up he's, horizontal. Yeah, he's prone. Yeah, he's, he's doing like a breaststroke or something. Yep. Yeah, like this is Michael Phelps esque um, stuff going on here. <laughs> and he, um, he kind of swims. If you want to think of like uh, how Donkey Kong swims in Donkey Kong Country, it kind of mm-hmm. looks like that. Like he, his arms okay. are moving and stuff. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it is a piece of garbage, and I again welcome people to go onto YouTube and look at videos of Mega Man Three for DOS, and uh, think why Capcom didn't want to go back to high tech expressions to bring Mega Man Four to the PC. Mm, you know, they you know what's uh, what's interesting about that though is uh, that there are what six bosses in in that game, correct? And um, uh, three of those bosses, uh, the names were reused in official uh, Capcom produced uh, Mega Man games. Correct. Yeah. So maybe uh, they didn't go back to them because they were afraid that they were going to come yeah. up with ideas that were too good. <laughs> Wave Man is in uh, Mega Man 5. Oil Man is in uh, Mega Man Powered Up for mm. uh, PSP. The fantastic Mega Man Powered Up for PSP. And then uh, Blade Man was in uh, Mega Man 10. So why maybe it's just for fans that they're calling back to, to that game, but um, it is uh, it is it is a disgusting piece of software that you should never uh, you should never play. And there's also if you go to the Mega Man uh, Wakia, there is some great stuff on the Mega Man knowledge base about this game where I found it. There's some a uh, bunch more pictures, and you can also get some fun facts. Like, uh, this is the second Mega Man game that came out on DOS, although they skipped Mega Man 2. They went right from 1 to 2. And it is also uh, one of the only Mega Man games in the U.S. to keep its subtitle, quote, the robots are revolting, uh, though not used anywhere other than in, on the back of the box description. It wasn't on the front of the box. It was not on the title screen for the game. It was just specifically used in a small section on the back of the box. So... <laughs> oh, man, I apologize. If you worked at High Tech Expressions, you must have been bad at what you did. So <laughs> it, it just is not not a good company. But uh, we're going to talk about positive uh, stuff from here on out because we're going to take a quick break and then we are going to revisit Mega Man 3 in present day. So stick around. Here's some more great music from Mega Man 3. All the way back to 2014, and we are going to be talking about Mega Man 3, the revisiting of that special game. And like I mentioned before, there's a ton of great ways to play this game right now, even on current gen hardware. You can go onto your Wii U, you can use your 3DS, and you can also uh, use either your PlayStation 3 or your PlayStation Vita to play the PlayStation Network uh, PS1 version of that game so 
Uh, Josh, well, let's mix it up a little bit. We'll go to you first just mm. to, to get your take on what it was like to, to play this game. And I want to save all comparisons to Mega Man 2 until the end, if that's possible. Okay. Just yeah. to make that a uh, discussion within itself. Sure thing. Um, so I played it on the 2DS, which was a pretty good experience because I really love the D-pad on the 2DS. So the game was really comfortable to play. Um, and, and how did you like that not being able to remap your button so you have a weird button layout? Yeah, that's that's the one thing that, uh, you know, that's got to go. I know, I know. I was actually uh, streaming, uh, sorry to break in over the over uh, yesterday, and someone from Nintendo was watching the stream, and I was talking about that and because I, they thought I was crapping on the, the hardware itself, uh, the 3DS and the 2DS. And it's just like something as simple where you can totally do, you can remap buttons on the Wii U, but you cannot on the 2DS or 3DS for Mega Man or for NES titles in general. Uh, so it's just like one of those things that kind of confuses yeah, me. Like why? Uh, man, it seems like it'd be a pretty simple fix, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah. It's, so playing it with that D-pad and everything, it, what really stood out to me was this game has better platforming than most of the Mega Man games. Or at least better platforming than I remember. Um, because you, you have a lot of little interesting sections like, um, I can't remember which stage it is, but there are spikes on top of the ceiling and you're jumping on platforms that start moving up the second that you jump onto them. And so it yep. becomes a really quick timing-based sort of jumping uh, platformer at that point, which is really cool to me. Um, that you know, Because when I think about Mega Man, I don't think about platforming. Mm-hmm. I think about figuring out weapon combinations to defeat bosses, and uh, I, I think about some of the different characters that stand out and different things like that, but I don't think, oh, yeah, great platforming, you know, right up there with Mario and everything else. Um, so so that was something that I enjoyed. Like, there's one section that, that was super cool um, in which, like, you jump across platforms, and then you have to jump to a ladder that's in midair, or else you have to, like, kind of redo the whole section. You fall down a screen. Um, and And so... That just really stood out to me this time around, that uh, it's probably the most legitimate platformer of those early Mega Man games. Did, and did I it make it more that. enjoyable for you? It did, because okay. I like platformers more than action games okay. in general. So anytime I can get into some complicated jumping, I, I'm all about it. Um, and I just felt like uh, it was really fair. In like, like, For instance, if you land on a platform after jumping and there's a gap right behind you or a pit or whatever you want to call it that you can fall into and die um, and you hit an enemy like right when you land, you don't necessarily fly backwards like in the Castlevania games. Um, So they're really fair with you about that sort of stuff. Like you land, you can take a hit, you fall backwards just a little bit, but you don't fall into the platform. So it's just a little bit more generous while still kind of holding on to an edge, I think. I don't think it's a simple game by any means. Um, so, so all that stands out as being good. Uh, Rush is cool. Uh, being able to slide, it was something that when I went back and played Mega Man 1 and 2 that I missed, right? So having that in Mega Man 3 is really nice. That was a great addition. Um, so so lots, of, lots of really good things are going on there. One thing I will say, uh, some frame rate drops going on. Like anytime that you had more than, what, three or four enemies? Like by the time you got the fourth enemy it, on screen? It chugs quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean it really chugs, and I just and I was just thinking, but it's 1080p though, right? Um, so you expect that? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> course. get 1080 60. We're talking about an NES, man. That's right. That's right. So yeah, we sacrifice these things in the name of frame rate or in the name of um, high resolution. I think it's so. actually 240i. 
in mm. you know 30 but it's not locked yeah it's definitely not locked um so that i was just thinking why like was it really that important to have five enemies on the screen right now hmm. and and when we're gonna have the frame rate uh, just dip this much well maybe this is something like inafune was talking about in terms of needing more time to really you know tighten the graphics on level five and, and to get the, the fine tuning there. Yeah. I think that's probably the kind of stuff they're talking about. Like when they talk about polishing a like game, optimization and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I mean like, cause I mean you could, it's still perfectly playable and it's still a great game and I love it, but mm -hmm. um, you know, that's the kind of thing that could have been cleaned up. I think. Uh, any, anything, uh, well, we'll, we'll come back to you just because yeah. I know this is kind of like a big game and there's actually like multiple sections to talk about, but uh, Phil, how about for you? You know, a uh, lot of those same points. Uh, there's things that really stuck out to me. The um, the the level design is fantastic in the game. It, you know, you do have all that interesting uh, platforming. A uh, couple of things that really stuck out to me that I liked, and they, they were just kind of little things that didn't necessarily add a whole lot uh, to the platforming, but were just kind of fun little things to see. Uh, there's a bit on uh, Magnet Man stage where you'll have enemies floating up above you yes. with magnets. Yes. And, yeah, they will actually pull you up off the ground and sometimes put you in precarious positions over pits or mm -hmm. about to careen into an enemy. That uh, is a really fun little mechanic. And, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and, oh, geez, whose stage is it where the uh, the lights go out? The little uh, Shadow machines. Man? It might be Shadow Man. Yeah, yeah, that would probably make sense. Yeah, where the, these yep. disco light machines show up on the ceiling. That, it is uh, because it's reused in the uh, when you have to go through the, the uh, levels again that second time. Mm -hmm. Yes, but uh, you know that is a really cool mechanic. You know, being able to you know, destroy the machines to turn the lights back on, or else just kind of watch the paths that the little enemies take in order to spy the platforms. And um, I, I and I loved this back in the day too. It was one of the more impressive moments in the game for me, and I, I still think it's kind of neat looking. Are the giant snakes on uh, Snake Man stage hmm. that have that kind of the slithering effect with the the, the moving of snake platform? Or whatever, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's a simple little thing. Well, but, you remember uh, those like toy those plastic toy snakes? Like as oh, a kid, yeah. like those, that, it always reminded me of that. That's right. Yeah. I, I don't know if I ever made that connection, but it's foolish that I wouldn't actually. Well, you know, Phil, yeah. I think that, that snake, uh, the snakes stand out to you in part because, you know, this is what I thought about when I saw that as well, um, is when you think about Mega Man, you don't really think about like dips and valleys and the levels mm -hmm. themselves. You know, you think about flat, um, like almost like warehouse style levels for the most part. Yeah. Like, like, some like, a, like a grid page. Grid, grid paper or something like that. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Like straight lines Squares, always. Yeah. Um, yep. And so that really does sort of mix up that formula a little bit, even yeah, though it's a small true. aesthetic thing. Yeah, but it's a good point, though. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I love how uh, I love how challenging this game is. It's, it's mm -hmm. not a, an easy game, but uh, I, I didn't think it was to the point where it's, you know, horribly frustrating you know it's it's enough of a challenge to make it feel like you're doing something as you go through it but but not so hard that it's gonna uh, uh, kick you in the teeth and make you want to 
just turn it off. So, well, it's it's terribly forgiving. Like even you know you're you obviously have multiple continues, and you can just really get good at collecting up those uh, energy tanks, and you do not lose those when you die or when you have no. to continue. When you lose all your lives, you can actually just continue with all the e tank e tanks that you still collected. So you can just try to get really good at defeating a boss or getting through a stage and save all that stuff. Because if you've had any experience with Mega Man games, you knew you know after you beat those eight enemies you're gonna have some more stuff afterwards yeah and uh ooh, finn is upset <laughs> we're gonna it's not it's not uh tangentially involved with player one podcast if there's not a screaming baby somewhere in it no but did did you show him the uh the the cover of nintendo power <laughs> <laughs> what is that robot doing to that poor dog Gonna track that. That's gonna be my goal this weekend: is to track down the artist of the cover of Meg, uh, issue twenty. I gotta yeah. email our contacts at Nintendo. What yeah. there? Oh man! But um, you know, the other thing that really stood out to me is that I mean, you know, this was the third game in the series, so yeah, there it wasn't a, a solid formula built up yet for for the way that the the game uh, progresses. You know, the first. Mega Man game, you had six levels, and then you go to the Wily stages. Uh, the second game, you had eight levels, and then your Wily stages. And this one is, uh, you know, unique in that you have the the eight bosses again. But then after beating those bosses, you have you have to go through four of those stages again, although they're, you know, they're they're different. You're not playing through the exact same stage. It's it's you know the you know the the old stage, but with new like obstacles and layout and everything. And stuff, yeah. Exactly, and uh, significantly more challenging uh, the second time around, I thought. And then you have the Breakman fight, and then you go on to Wily's Castle. So, mm-hmm. you know, really uh, kind of extending the gameplay, and uh, you know, uh, that second time around, uh, those four stages, you get some. Uh, you know, if you've played the previous game, some pretty cool uh, surprises. Spoiler warning. Yeah. Let's just say if you haven't played Mega Man 3 yet and you don't want to yeah. be spoiled about the bosses, go take an hour and play Mega Man 3, then come back. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I and I remember back in the day. Now, did they spoil that in the Nintendo Power article? Um, I cannot recall. I don't think so. Okay. Because... I remember that being a huge deal for me because should, should we just go ahead with the spoiler? Yeah, I think it's officially time. Yeah, they've okay. had time to turn it off. Yeah, yeah. you uh, you end up fighting, uh, you know, not technically all the bosses from Mega Man Two, but uh, a robot that is sort of using their programming so that they, uh, you know. He has the uh, their weapons and and uh, attack patterns. So cool. Uh, it, it is. It's a, it's amazing. You know, um, there's two per stage, so you do end up fighting all eight of the Mega Man Two bosses. And yeah, you'll you'll go into the standard Mega Man style boss room, and there is a robot. Uh, the uh, a, the robot's name is Doc Robot uh, in English. <laughs> uh, and very uh, creative, yeah. You know, it's actually uh, it's a Japanese pun that gets 
uh, lost in translation. Because hmm. uh, what is it? I, I believe the uh, uh, Japanese name for him is uh, like Dokurobato or something. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of a mashup between uh, you know Roboto, which is of course robot, and uh, Dokoro, which I believe is the Japanese word for skull. So they're kind of mashing those two words together. Gotcha. So so it's you know because the robot has kind of a skull face to him, so mm-hmm. it makes sense in Japanese, but uh, for some reason, instead of just calling him Skull Robot or something here in the U.S., Capcom just said, <laughs> Doko Robot, so, okay, Doc uh, Robot. Doc, yeah, yeah, it's, it's close enough, we'll go with that. Yeah, that's, dude, we just got to get this uh, game out there. Our audience is strictly consisting of... Uh, uh, Otaku's, so they all knew, they all knew that. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, they've all been to Japan multiple times, and they've all you know Excellent. they own the Rockman game. Like, just call it Rockman. Yeah, actually, Rokuman. Rokuman. <laughs> when yeah. I'm playing the Rokuman games, but uh... <laughs> it's great. If you watch, uh, I was going to mention in a little bit, but uh, Game Center CX did a great two part episode on Mega Man 3 it took him i think it took him 14 or 17 it was like maybe 17 hours to get through just to oh, get through uh up to Wily's stages uh, wow. so he had to split it up into a second episode <laughs> and uh poor Arino looks just dead tired um but <laughs> i think I about how much time that is playing that game 17 well, yeah he's not good at video games so right. he has to play them for 17 hours to literally learn all the patterns like that's he's just kind of getting the pattern recognition down so he doesn't have to uh necessarily be good at it and he's you know as you age the reaction <laughs> speed slows down seriously it's uh yeah oh yeah that's why the elite players out there you know the elite gamers are not you know 50 years old they're all like 22 and from korea <laughs> and can spend 18 hours a day playing a video game so yeah um yeah, so definitely go to GamingCX.com. You can check those out in uh, translated episodes of Game Center CX. They're great. Yeah, cool. yeah. Um, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in real quick. We'll definitely, uh, we'll, we'll go around the horn a little bit more. So I, uh, like I said, I didn't play this game a lot when it was relevant or when it was out, but I came back to it a little bit in emulation and a little bit in the, uh, I had the, I think it was the Xbox version of the Mega Man collection at the time. Mm. And I got that cheap, like used and played a little bit of it, but I'm never good at playing compilations and things like that. I just, for my attention, I never get good at seeing like a big list of games and then going to it. So Mm. uh, and playing through that stuff, it just kind of cheapens the experience for me. So I uh, did not play a lot of it, but then I ended up uh, acquiring a play choice 10 with Mega Man three inside of it. Um, And when you have a play choice 10, you only have 10 options for games and you're like, this is wicked awesome that I have an arcade machine that plays NES games. So that's when I played uh, a lot of it. And I still never, uh, I never, beat the first eight bosses in that game uh until i played it for this episode and uh the a couple things like like sito like you guys were saying um we're just well first off there's like a weird if you're playing the nes copy of this game there's like a weird glitch in the uh enemy select screen and i think they fixed this for 
Uh, at least they fixed it for the PlayStation version, but there's a little like squiggly or like it almost looks like the, the cartridge is broken when you're at the enemy select screen on the middle on the right side, uh, which I don't know why that's there. It's in all NES games and it was also in the PlayChoice 10 game. I remember freaking out like, oh man, my Mega Man 3 cart is messed up and it's like one of the three most expensive PlayChoice 10 games oh, out geez. there. So I was kind of freaking out, but uh, that's just a weird anecdote. The... Uh, other things I want to mention is that I thought I thought it was definitely more challenging, but there were so many items throughout the game. There was E-Tanks all over the place mm-hmm. uh, compared to, at least compared to Mega Man 2. And uh, also I, I was playing it, like I said, I was playing it live last night and within, I have video of this, I have video evidence that within a minute and a half, I got five one-ups uh from, wow. from enemy drops playing the nes version of this game and that's just a fluke that's not a yeah a common thing but uh i think it was gemini man stage where i i got five one-ups like just one after the other it was kind of nuts mm-hmm. and Damn. even after three i'm like oh man i just got three one-ups like it's never gonna happen again <laughs> uh and this was like in 45 seconds like a minute later i had five of them but the that's one thing that that stood out to me also it was uh Clearly, and just to, I know I said we weren't going to do this, but the the layout in terms of the enemies, the bosses, is much better than Mega Man 2 just because of the way the uh, weaknesses are set up. There's no one uh, power that is uh, going to defeat every single enemy or the majority of the enemies really fast. Like you, There was no Metal Man. They learned from that mistake mm-hmm. from the first game. And... Uh, also, like Phil was talking about, well, for me, I had never gotten to pass just beating all eight bosses. Like I had never gotten to that point because I didn't know the enemy weaknesses and I just didn't have the attention span to play the game. So this was happening live on Twitch. I got to that first stage and I was like, holy crap, Metal Man is like the, the ghost of Metal Man is being dropped into this super mech <laughs> and I'm going to have to face a super powerful version of Metal Man. And then it was really cool. It was kind of like that playground experience where I was like, I paused it. I was like crap in my pants. Uh, I went to the chat. I said, all right, guys, uh, like, what, what do you, what do I use? What do I use to be Metal Man? Yeah. Like, what, what's the, what's, what's the thing? So I, I got to kind of have that experience again. That's through, really cool. Through the internet. So that was my, like, having a buddy over, uh, being able to stream it to 12 seemingly Metal Man, uh, Mega Man experts was, uh, pretty cool. So, uh, I did that. And then also, I I've gotten to uh, the Wily stages of Mega Man Two, so I had some experience with this. But uh, I just thought the uh, music in and it happens in almost every, at least in two and three, the music in Mega Man uh, or the, the Wily stages is just great. It's just they're they're fantastic pieces of music, and you can just almost tell that they save up. Like we can tell these two tracks are going to be the best ones to use in the game. So we're just going to save them for the Wily stages. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's most of what, what stood out to me before we get into the uh, game. That's that's a neat observation though, that, um, that they save the best for last, you know, because many players who just rent the game aren't going to hear that stuff. Well, I think Wally's yeah. stage on Mega Man 2 is the best piece of music in the series. Mm. It slays. I mean, you can you can make an argument for that. 
And yeah. uh, I will mention, I did play this. I was playing this live on the, the NES, but when I went to go play it today, I just wanted to sit down with a fresh... I just started all over again and played on the PlayStation Vita. And A, it looks fantastic on there. So if you have a PlayStation Vita, spend the six bucks and get this game uh, because it is really cool with the PS1 version. They fixed some issues with the game. Primarily, the issue was slowdown. There is no slowdown in the PS1 game. It runs smooth. It is butter. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to... Maybe that's something that you want out of the game, but if you would rather play it without it, uh, you can get that out of the PS1 game. Also, there's no issue with limited sound channels. So you will know in sometimes when... uh, you know, things are happening in a Mega Man game, some of the music channels will actually disappear while you are shooting and there's enemy attacks and things like that. So uh, those things can be heard. They actually take out some of the sound channels from the music. That is not an issue in the PS1 version. Obviously, it has more capable hardware. So they just decided to, hey, like this is something we would probably want to fix. We're going to fix it for this game. They do the same thing for the other 1, 2, and 4 as well. Uh, And... Obviously, there are save states in that game, or there's save. You can save after every boss. So if you want to, you can hit select and save to the memory card or whatever your virtual memory card is on there. And uh, you do also have the glitches that were in Mega Man Three. Like I remember going through Shockman stage, and there's the electricity, like the the uh, things on the floor and the ceiling that go back and forth, and then mm. they will ignite with a uh, electricity beam. Uh, you can kind of glitch those as you play it by having them go to the right of the screen, disappear for a second, then go right immediately, and then you won't even have to deal with that stuff. So yeah. uh, <laughs> that was nice. And this is a, one of those games, it's like Castlevania. You're going to take every every advantage you can to get through this game because uh, you're going to be going up against a lot of hard stuff. Uh, and finally, I will mention that if you want to get into this game and you don't want to deal with writing down passwords like Mega Man 2 I talked about last time, you can go to mmhp.net backslash passwords with a capital P, and that will get you to the password generators for the Mega Man games where you can just say, you can just check off, all right, I, I beat Snake Man, Gemini Man, and I had two E-Tanks, and then it will generate a password for you. So you don't have to continue to write that stuff down or like what I was doing, taking pictures with my iPhone. Uh, with <laughs> Me the, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like the current way to do it unless you have safe states on the uh 3ds or on the wii u so i say we take off the gloves and let's talk about mega man 2 versus mega man 3 after we take one more break to to put in some more music so we'll be right back Okay, this is going to be the debate. We're going to be putting this in the Library of Congress, and this is going to be saved for eons <laughs> since we are going to get a final decision, Mega Man 2 versus Mega Man 3, now that we've talked about both games on the show. So, Phil, you are our Mega Man expert. You have yeah. extensive... Is that a pun, Kevin? Is it? Mega Man expert. Jesus. I, I got it. 
Okay. I got I it. I don't like the Mega Man X games, but we'll, we'll talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, another conversation. What, n- another none, none of them? No. I don't not like, even the first one. I don't like the aesthetics, I don't think. Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to fault you there. Uh, I, I kind of, I don't know. I just fell out of Mega Man at that time. Anyways. Yes. So, so where, where do you fall? Because the, the, the two big discussions are about uh, music and gameplay or the, you know, the bosses and things like that. So uh, let's just say for music, Mega Man 2 versus Mega Man 3, where do you fall on that, Phil? Uh, it's Mega Man 2. Mega Man 2. No debate. Just locked, locked down. There's no, yeah, no thought about Mega it. Man, Mega Man 2. Okay. Um, I mean, not that Mega Man 3 does not have great music because it does. Has some really fantastic music. Uh, personally, my favorite uh, tune uh, from Mega Man Three is uh, Magnet Man's theme. Mm. But uh, but Mega Man Two has a, a a more memorable, more solid uh, soundtrack. Yep, Josh, same same thing. You're gonna say too. Yeah, um, and the word memorable was the word I was going to use. Even uh, just uh, Mega Man Three has some standout tracks. I mean, it really does. But uh, it's just not as timeless as Mega Man 2's music. Hmm. I, I, I this just might be because I just played it. But I would say if you had if you gave me a CD soundtrack right now with Mega Man 2 or Mega Man 3, I had to choose between the two. I'd probably say three. Just it, hmm. it, it might be because I I feel like Mega Man Two is just played to death. Like when people, mm-hmm. it is the what the mini bosses play all the time. They play Mega Man Two. Uh, songs and i thought it, it might be worth this is 8-bit music we're talking about but i thought the music for Mega Man 3 just felt more epic like i i thought it just had a little bit more of just uh i'm a sucker for builds and big drops in in mm. tracks and i i feel like Mega Man 3 just had a lot more of that, as you'll probably be able to tell if you're listening to this i put in all those tracks into the into the episode <laughs> today but not saying Mega Man 2 like you guys said Mega Man 2 is not uh, bad by any means it might have been my favorite NES soundtrack after Mick kissed <laughs> no sorry that's a running <laughs> joke uh, it might be my favorite soundtrack uh, in the like the top three until I really started playing a lot of Mega Man 3 but I had my nice headphones on and I had that volume jacked up all the way on my PlayStation Vita and I was and it just sounds really good, and it might just be because the like like I said, the PS One version has you know none of the sound missing during battle. So I just really, uh, really, really loved it. Although there are probably two tracks from the main stages that are not very good. I just thought the rest of it made up for it. Whereas Mega Man Two, every stage is great. Every stage mm-hmm. is fantastic, and. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, crap. Maybe I'm going to change my mind. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, no. I, I mean, this is the way that I have arguments sometimes with people, you know, because I'm a big music guy, that I argue with people about particular bands' albums, you know? And there's there's a case in which a band has an album that has, like, three really brilliant songs on it. But then it has a few duds or just some that you just don't remember, you know? And then they have their really consistent album. And that might be the difference. It might just be that Mega Man 2 is more consistent. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily better, but just from level to level, you're going to get really good songs. Whereas with Mega Man 3, there are levels that I can't remember the music at all. And I just played it, you know, today and yesterday and the day before that. But it, it could it be the case of you just played more Mega Man 2 throughout the years than well, Mega Man 3? 
and like what you were saying, you know, it might just be the amount of exposure to like with many bosses. You know, I've heard more covers of the Mega Man 2 songs, so they're just more ingrained in, in me at this point. So, yeah, that's probably part of it. Listen to that. Oh, now hold on. This I'm on the very, uh, I'm oh. on the very last boss battle with Wild. Oh, are you? Nice. Yeah. Well, this is one of the things I forgot to mention is that as with many Mega Man games, it really sucks when you are using the weapon that you're supposed to use, and you are on the very last sliver of of health, and you thought you had him. But then you die, so you have to restart the boss battle without any <laughs> yeah. of the special weapon. So yeah. that happened that to surprising. me with uh, that happened to me with Wiley as I was trying to break his dome, and oh. uh, so I was said, "All right, well, I have ten minutes, so I'm just going to record podcast." But man, like, oh god, no, it's really good. It's good. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's really it good too. So, just as a series, I mean, you know. So what about gameplay, uh, Phil? Two or three? What? What? I, I, I still gotta go with two. I still gotta go with two. I, I love uh, the addition of the slide and rush, but uh, I just think that uh, everything feels a little more polished in two. Is, you know, and and Afune would apparently agree with you on that. Yeah, I think he's a little too harsh uh, on the game, though, and and, and I'm yeah. sure that. I'm sure that stems from being, you know, knee deep in the hoopla while uh, while it was being made. But uh, yeah, he, he I, I'm, you know, he, uh, that's got to be tainting his memory of the game somewhat because, mm-hmm. you know, as, as as easily and immediately as I will say that Mega Man Two is uh, not just my favorite but uh, the best of the Mega Man series as a whole. I would probably immediately follow that up with uh, three being the second best, or wow. or certainly yeah. certainly up there, certainly very high up there. Of, of the series as a whole, like the Mega Man ones, or not counting Mega Man X games, or just all Mega yeah. Man things. Well, you know, I'd probably put Mega Man X above it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's yeah. But uh, but I mean. It, you know, as a, as a whole, looking at the the entire Mega Man legacy, hmm. uh, Mega Man Three would certainly be in the top five. Yeah, uh, yeah potentially top three. Potentially top three. Man, he just keeps. Uh, he went from top two to top five to. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. all over the place. I, you know, it's not a, it's not a very good game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Rather play uh, some, playing it again. Play some Rygar instead. Oh man. That's that song has been ingrained in my I haven't played Rygar <laughs> in twenty years. And I can Is still good? No, it, it's an interesting game. I can't remember anything about it right now. <laughs> I just remember having like this big ass like whip with a ball at the end of it mm-hmm. or something. Yep. And uh, and you the enemies would bounce off you and go boom, 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 and then they'd explode. Uh we had mm. that was one of the games that I had growing up, so I played the crap out of it. Uh, yes. We like Clay Fighter. Yeah, but we borrowed this from my cousin, and it was one of those games that I borrowed and never gave back, and I don't think he ever wanted it back. So uh, <laughs> did it all right. You can um, keep it. Oh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that Mega Man Three is a superior game in terms of gameplay, strictly mm-hmm. by the fact that the game's not broken in terms of the way that the bosses have strengths and weaknesses. A boss might mm-hmm. have you know, one 
at the most two weaknesses uh, that is going to be better than the blaster. And mm-hmm. I just thought they did a better job doing that because if I play Mega Man 2 right now for six out of the eight bosses I'm going to, or six, or I should say five out of the seven bosses after I beat uh, Metal Man, I'm going to use Metal Man's attack. And he's going to shred mm. through everyone. Um, where I felt like I actually had to think and I had to do some trial and error with Mega Man 3 a little bit more. And it's part due to the fact that I haven't played it as much as Mega Man 2, but it uh, still was a little bit uh, more enjoyable for me. And it just added to that, that uh, you know, just feeling like it had a little bit more depth than Mega Man 2. And also there are, not that more is better, it did have those remixed versions of those four levels mm-hmm. also bringing back all the bosses from Me- uh, Mega Man 2 into the game. So uh, it was almost like, I don't know, it was it was just a, a really good package for me and I felt like I got uh, a lot of value out of it. And there was no Quick Man stage. Like Quick Man is fine. Like that stage isn't that hard <laughs> if you know how to do it. Um, but getting sliced up by those lasers just because you like went one pixel to the right instead of to the left uh, is always a little bit frustrating revisiting that game. Aww. Uh, yeah, but that, that level's really memorable. I mean, I get your point that, you know, that's not what Mega Man should be about is memorizing lasers. Yeah, but it's like it's not it's like all that like that like f you even after you explode like the lasers are still getting fired off below you. That's true. They're, it's they're, like, we don't even gloating. give a crap that you're here yeah. because these lasers were gonna go off anyways. Um, and it and, and that would even almost like it's basically the episode one section of. No, I'm not gonna say. I was just like, oh. I saw a video. You know that Darth Maul fight scene where. The, the laser like shields go up and they oh, yeah, get yeah. separated. Like, is that the worst scene in the history of movies? Mm, I'm sorry. No, because there there were a lot of other scenes in the prequels. <laughs> I like I like pod racing. I like pod racing. Annie. Do you like it for that long? Do you no, like I, it for like ten minutes or so? No, I just like uh I don't know. I like I don't know. That no that movie sucks. Um let's 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 talk about good stuff. Uh hey, yes. so let's decide. So officially Mega Man 2's music is better and Mega Man 3's gameplay. But depends where you fall on this. Um yeah, I'm voting Mega Man 3. Sorry, Phil. I went with you on the music though. You know what though? I, I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna argue because uh, three is a uh, an incredible game. Well, don't worry, because due to the way that I edited this episode, you said Mega Man 3 is the best out of them. Uh, So don't worry about it. We're we're good. Chop it up. Chop it up. Uh, Audacity. Mega Man 3 is the best of them. There you go. (laughs) Thank you. I gave you a a clean sample to work with. Perfect. I was was just going to, you know, you know, mix in like Mega and 3E. I like how you had to take separate samples for both mega and man i was just gonna take syllables out it was gonna be the magazine equivalent man (laughs) (laughs) all right we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna be right back with some quick discussion and then wrap up the episode so stick around we got some cool stuff to talk about
right, we're here for the last and uh, final segment. That means the same thing. And that uh, is going to be <laughs> greatest segment. the best segment. Uh, the first thing I want to quickly mention is that I will be uh, talking to Blake Harris uh, very soon, literally before you already heard this. So there's really no point in saying it. Otherwise, just look out for any uh, interview with uh, the author of Console Wars later this week. So... I will just say I finished the book. It is fantastic. I recommend it for anyone that is listening to this podcast. You are the key demographic to Mm -hmm. read this stuff. And there's a ton of great inside stories that he got from the people that were working at Sega. Um, And you will tell, like, this is one of the things I'm going to talk to him about uh, on the interview. But clearly, the people at Sega were much more open to talking about the past than people at Nintendo. Go figure. Um, you know, they're playing things a little bit more close to the vest and a little bit more, uh, private. Uh, but I think it kind of leads to it being much more of a, like Sega's like, you know, really doing it for the gamers where Nintendo's just looking out for themselves kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the Sony, like it is kind of an interesting contrast between or similarity between, uh, say Sony and Microsoft right now. Uh, with what they're doing in terms of like you know doing stuff for the gamers, where Microsoft is kind of where was just doing stuff for themselves, but they seem to be making changes now. Um, I don't know where I'm really going with that. Just mostly, just want to say, uh, make sure you check out that interview because there's mm. going to be a lot of cool stuff. That and I'm going to try to get them to go a little bit more in depth in a stuff that uh, might have been left out on the book. So uh, keep a lookout for that in your iTunes feed. Also, um, if you like listening to things which you do and you're part of this key demographic you can listen to console wars on audible it's already up that's sometimes you have to wait a while um for Mm. things to be on audible so this is already up yeah it's a 20-hour audiobook so uh well time commitment it's it's time commitment but if you have an iphone you can do or the audible app you can do it at one and a half times speed and it goes uh, a little bit quicker and it sounds great so Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one thing I wanted to mention. Also, we are going to be offering the Japanese version of our T-shirt uh, this week. So make sure you are checking out backinmyplay.com or you can just follow at backinmyplay on Twitter and we will be offering a T-shirt, uh, same thing through Teespring with a Famicom, a PC Engine and a Super Famicom on it instead of the NES, the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo so that will be uh, another reason uh, to get a T-shirt. And I know people have been asking for when T-shirts are going to be available again. And I was just wanting to wait until we can get this version of the logo out there because uh, you can collect them all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like Game Boy Colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We are, we're, I'm deleting the, uh, the Photoshop file once we submit them to Teespring. So just going to be made once. And actually, actually I'm thinking I'm just th- going to throw my MacBook in a fire just to make sure oh, it's gone man. for good. Uh, that is how committed I am to making sure these are limited edition t-shirts. But <laughs> if you do love our logo, you can also uh, get stickers. I got a bunch of back in my place stickers made up. These are four by four inch stickers. They look great on PlayStation Vita cases and on laptops. Uh, so the way to get a hold of those right now, I'm not uh, entirely sure. They cost, uh, I'm going to say right now to to the the first sticker if you want it, is going to be four bucks if you want it mailed in the United States. Uh, if you want more, it's just going to be like $2 on top of that. So they're going to be 
pretty cheap. They're really uh, well-made stickers from the uh, sticker. Is it Sticker Mule that made them? Yeah, StickerMule.com. They did a really good job of them. So uh, you can email me at kevinatbackofmyplay.com if you want those, and we're just going to have to do PayPal for that. And uh, finally, I want to, or not finally, but Phil, you, what do you have going on? Do you do, you do a podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really like to talk about it, though, just because some of the guys I work with, but they're a little shady. I hear you, man. I mean, yeah. I heard I heard one of them like uh, really likes Nintendo. I heard uh, mm-hmm. one likes the Sega Genesis. Yeah, like, who plays that? And and one doesn't like anything. So <laughs> there's there's that as well. Where do you find? Oh. I, I never know where to like to fit you into the podcast because you don't. You seem to just like like stuff. It's weird. I I do like stuff. I like stuff. I'm I'm. I, I enjoy video games. Have you been playing more of the E's on Vita? Uh, yes, I actually uh, got back into it. I, I ended up getting sidetracked at some point by some game or another. But uh, yeah, I've been picking it up uh, again the past uh, week or two. How is it? I'm, I need. I, I played maybe an hour and a half into it, but I need another boost to, to get back into okay. it. Oh, I dig it. I okay. really do. I, I um. Are you still kind of just wandering around the the forest there? I haven't touched it since the week it came out, so I can't remember. Okay, okay, yeah. It, it you get to a part where you know you start encountering more towns, and there are a bunch of little side quests and stuff you get to do. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a man. I love ease. I'm a big fan of the ease games. Oh, for sure. Uh, e E7, seven was the first one that I ever played, but uh, that game was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yes, indeed. Yeah, they're they're. Have you played any of the others since? I have Oath and Falgana, but I okay. uh, started playing it on normal, and once I got into the lava area, uh, yeah. it was super hard coming off yeah. of E seven because there's yeah. no health pickups. Nope. Uh, so that was a game that I need to go back to and probably put on a lower difficulty. Yeah, give it give it another chance because uh, Falgana is 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 a really good game. It's, it's people say it's like the best. When... It's certainly up there. Okay. It's. I mean, it's no Mega Man Two. Okay. Uh, but I'd probably put it above Mega Man X if we're uh, doing a Ease Mega Man. Ease is uh, one of the top list. five best Mega Man games. <laughs> That's true. I don't. I don't know if I Not can the top best. ten for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's up there. I, yeah, it is. It's definitely up there. But uh, yes, I, I'm over there at the uh, Player One podcast, of course. If you. Uh, need more video game talk you do everyone does you need more when it's player one that's so good why wouldn't you yeah you can head over to uh player one uh podcast and then listen to our stuff there and uh if you are a toy nerd Mm. like i also am uh, i i have a a toy centric podcast that i do with justin chang who is a, a fellow former nintendo power editor and uh, that is called Points of Articulation. It's, it's a clever little play, clever on, play words. on words. Yeah, yeah we, we, we were pretty proud of that one. So mm-hmm. if you want to hear us be and, and like inaccessibly uh, nerdy about <laughs> toys. I mean, we, <laughs> you know, if you are a casual toy nerd, yeah, you might uh, get a little enjoyment out of it. But, you know, we <laughs> we we just sort of go uh, full bore kind of unleash our our 
little geekiness on uh, about Lego and Transformers and things like that. So check out Points of Articulation if you must. I love Super Soakers. Well, you know what? We have not talked about Super Soakers at what? all. The Super I, Soaker you know 1000? Bring we that need back. To, we need to, uh, you know, you've, you've given me an idea for a show. You could dump a, a, like a, a liter of liquid on someone in 10, <laughs> in 10 seconds. <laughs> you know, when, uh, when uh, my, my wife, uh, back, and this is not going where you think it's going. Uh, yep. Go on. Back, back when we first started dating, uh, years and years ago, uh, I, it was summertime, and I had, uh, I forget exactly which model it was, but it was one of those giant super soakers, the ones that are like, you know, three or four feet long. And um, and we were playing with it, and she uh, ended up shooting me, uh, accidentally, of course, uh, square in the eye. <laughs> and boy, did I go down <laughs> for a couple minutes. It's like 2,000 uh, PSI of water to the eyeball. Yeah. For what it was worth, my eye was very clean afterwards. Mm. I I had no no little dust particles or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of vision we all want. Exactly. I just remember using the Super Soaker. I think it was was a Corey Haim movie. Uh, where he uses a super soaker to uh, use as a flamethrower, and it was the Double O Kid. Oh jeez! Oh my God! How do I remember weird, that man. movie? Holy crap! Look up uh, the Double O Kid. Okay. Direct to VHS. Somehow we rented that. Um, <laughs> so that is, I think, where we are going to wrap it up for this episode. Like I said, uh, we have lots of stuff coming to you uh, via interviews and also going off of console wars. I'm in the process of contacting some of the people of note in the book uh, to get them on to talk about some of that stuff as well. So I might do like a, a couple segments of console wars type uh, interviews and also we are going to continue to do some video games i don't know what we're going to do next we might be doing uh jackie chan's action kung fu for the turbo graphics based on kurt Collada's schedule um or schedule as they say on the bbc mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh we're gonna Symphony try- of the night man we gotta get to that brian davis uh is uh tied up he is going to be on soon uh once things are back to a regular schedule for him at home um they just welcomed a new one so uh congratulations to to them yeah Yeah, absolutely Uh, and yeah it should be uh a fun time and it'll get me to actually play through you know more than an hour and a half of that game ever since i bought on xbox live you're gonna really appreciate it i hope so you are i don't know we'll see um I just like it's something about, you know, nightstands and like tables with flowers on them attacking me that just bugs me a little bit. Uh, It's kind of a weird, weird game. But uh, other than that, you can make sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And while you're on there, um, check out the Player One podcast and Points of Articulation on there. Get uh, some subscriptions going, and if you like them, please submit a review because that is how the iTunes factory works. If you don't submit reviews, they kind of don't get bumped up in the Mm -hmm. uh, rankings. Otherwise, you're going to have 
podcasts that you don't want to listen to in the top 100. Why would you want that? So do that. Also, uh, follow Josh on Twitter at, at Joshua Hillier. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Kevin Larrabee, at Back of My Play, and Phil is at, at Whimsical Phil. So if you use Twitter, that is a great way to get in contact with all of us and to talk about old games or to talk about super soakers uh if that is what you would like to talk about as feel free yeah Yeah. i want i mean man we could i don't even want to get into this like the super soaker (laughs) is something that we could not afford we had this off-brand super soaker that just like leaked all the time you just had the soaker yeah it was basically (laughs) like soak my (laughs) never mind uh (laughs) have a great week everyone uh we're gonna be right back don't forget to keep checking that itunes feed there's lots of great stuff coming and thanks as always for listening the audience is great thank you phil for joining us thanks for having me and uh thank you josh for uh hanging out in your car great practice like i said great uh (laughs) thanks everyone we'll see you next time